Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your boy Dale, and this is a brand new episode of Don't Judge a Book. As you all know, the show is a nice visit in my world, and I talk to some of my favorite people about the parallels of balancing their professional lives and every other endeavor that they're involved in while navigating through life in general. Me, I'm a full-time med student and a full-time musician. We're trying to make a more inclusive community of go-getters here at Don't Judge a Book. And by the way, don't forget to check out the EP that actually inspired this show. It's called Don't Judge a Book, and it's out on all streaming platforms. As the show continues, I'm going to be dropping more EPs under the same name. So just take this as like the first volume to an amazing series of music releases, podcast episodes. I'd like to draw all the attention towards my guest, Dr. J. And if you're thinking about the same Dr. J I got in my head, then you already know it's Dr. Janish Katari. Privileged to know this man because he played an integral part in my path to medical school, and I've been grateful ever since. His Instagram is Dr. J, D-O-C-T-A-J-A, triple Y. That's three Ys and two A's. He's in the middle of his cardiology fellowship, from what I understand, and he's come to enlighten us on all the great things that encompass not only his profession, but his passion, work ethic, and everything else that got him to where he is now. Glad to have you on, brother. How are you? How you doing, Dale, man? So good to hear from you. Thank you for that strong um, introduction. Um, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> don't really I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem, no problem. Everything's good over here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Dude, can't complain, can't complain. Just, you know, med school, man. Yeah, you were right, man. It's hard. <laughs> well, we'll, we're going to get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, 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 what, what sticks with me the most is everything, you know, you told me regarding, you know, just doing a little bit every day and just making sure you stay on top. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a blessing because I'm just able to um, establish my foundation, you know, with the first first year and a half that I've been here. And then, you know, moving forward, I also know that I'm able to um, kind of just reflect back on everything and actually understand everything because I, I didn't cram everything. I, I learned sure. everything as I go as I went on. But um, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, though. You know, I, I try to do as much justice, even as good as the introduction was. I, I kind of give it a seven out of ten because I know you're, <laughs> you're going to kill it. You're going to, like, knock it out the park. But, like, what about you, man? T- tell us about yourself. Well, um, uh, I don't really get that often to talk about myself. It kind of come. It's hard to come up with some stuff, you know. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. My name is Janice Kathari. Um, I'm from an immigrant family of Indian heritage. Uh, my mm. family came here when I was about nine months old. I'm 31 now, so kind of been in America, you know, my whole life. Oh wow. Um, I guess you would say that I'm a lover of science, and as you can see, as evidenced by my career as a physician, and I'm. Um, I guess an individual that's drawn to a lot of like artistic endeavors and I kind of, I'm very passionate about like creativity and like expressing yourself and whatever artistic means you deem is your outlet. And I try to live my life pairing all this stuff together, you know, just the love for medicine and fashion and art kind of stuff, music, mm-hmm. and just working on that and trying to find the best version of myself. That is amazing. That is amazing. As a matter of fact, like, um, I, I, you know, I never told you, but um, it was I I remember like going um, because, by the way, guys, uh, uh, Dr. Katari also was um, the uh, person that actually interviewed me, you know, to go into the med school. So I remember going to the interview and just overthinking everything. And I, you know, I have this passion for music. So I'm in my head. I'm like, oh, man, if I get into medicine, like, that's it. Like, I can't, you know, I can't do music anymore. And, you know, it, it was it was like it was it was such a like a sad thing. You know, it was a sad thing going, you know, literally to the almost one of the best things of my life, was, which is being a doctor. So I'm still like sad about it. But I remember like I saw you and, you know, we were talking and you just seemed, you know, you were just so cool from like what I was like expecting. So I was like, wait, this guy is like cool. He's down to earth. He got style like, you know, he's like, you know, he's he's chill and he, and he, and he still has the knowledge and everything, you know everything to be a doctor he has so as a matter of fact if i wanted to pick someone to be my doctor like it would be him so i was like I was, so i was like this is so cool like like and, and you know that having you as an example that i could follow was just so inspirational for me so in, in terms of your artistic endeavors or you know things that you're trying to blend in with your profession uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah man well thank you for that man i, I actually like i felt something when he said that because that's how this whole thing started, you know, like Mm. trying to invoke that type of emotion in somebody that you have no influence on prior to meeting them. You know, you have no like relationship to this person. You you don't even know if your paths will cross with this person. And for Mm. whatever moment you encounter them, that feeling that you can give them, that's kind of the impact that I wanted to have on anybody. And you're probably the first person I've spoken to like that I've met. And then like somewhere down the road, 
the stories that we've exchanged came back and here we are, you know, that's kind of surreal. I haven't had that experience. So thank awesome. you for sharing that with me. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. Glad um, to do so. And how that kind of came to be was me trying to find this um, balance of expressing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. how I was feeling inside and not finding anybody like me to compare myself to. I knew that I liked science and I knew that I liked fashion and I knew that I liked aesthetics and art and I couldn't find anybody within my circle that displayed these things and was Mm -hmm. able to, you know, allow these aspects of their life to kind of play an integral role. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go do medicine because I'm super passionate about science. And I was like, I like fashion too, because I also wanted to go to, um, FIT and you know become a designer and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow! Oh wow! At a certain point in my life, but mm. coming from this kind of backtracking a little bit, but coming from an immigrant family, that's not the easiest thing to do. And trying to explain to them that they come to this country and they wanted better for ourselves, and trying to explain them that you want to go the art route versus something that's a bit more concrete is tough. You mm. know, so I was fortunate enough that the route that I chose, I had a genuine passion for. So I was put into a position where it was like, I'm still doing something that I love, but something's still missing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what is that? And that's the time when like social media is starting to become a thing, you know, but I wasn't a doctor at this point because I was still like, what, like maybe junior of college or whatever. I just knew what I wanted to do. I just wasn't there yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was just the dream. Like, okay, I got to finish this med school stuff because I want to get into the social media space and show that there are doctors like me out there that, you know, are, are put together that you can have like look and brawn and brain and, you know, you can have all of that mm-hmm. and trying to show that and display it in my own type of way, the way I present myself, the way I carry myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find that ideal balance between all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working on that. Yeah, it, it, it's a struggle. Like I, I agree with you too, because like even even um, even as you were you know you were saying it, you know as you're saying it too, even because um, I'm also coming from an immigrant family, you know I'm Nigerian, so um, even when I started doing music, because literally like you know in in a Nigerian household, like it's either an engineer, doctor, or a lawyer, you know, like the same you know immigrant kind of family norms thing. So I I kind of was in a situation where like my first love was music, and like that was pretty expressed. It was like known in my church. It was known, like, in my family, like, even my family in Nigeria, like, they all knew. So, like, even um, trying to, for- like, as I was forcing the idea of medicine just because, like, I was like, okay, like, I can't, like, I can't just not, like, do something productive. But I realized, like, it, it's a strong identity. It's such a strong identity, even what you're saying, just having that ability to just inspire somebody. Like, look, I'm going to get into the social media space, show the people like these other, you know, these, you know, people that are still doing pre-med or people still unsure about what they actually want to represent that. Look, you, too, if you have the right amount of will, you can, you know, be successful in medicine and successful in, you know, your passion as well. Because I also see with with your page, you know, you know, you're getting a lot of sponsorships You're you know, you're you're, you know, acclimated to a lot of actual, you know, a, a wider audience that um, actually, you know. Um, likes you and likes the you know the things that you post so I, I realize like that that is a real you know a phenomenon that we can utilize not only the, our, our um, presence in medicine but our presence socially to uplift the community so it's just like a it's, you, know, you get you just get these double wins so that, that that is so so true and even with finding a balance to it do, do you feel um, and finding that balance is it is it tough for you or do you feel like okay well okay I, I made it slipped up a little bit but I'm always, I'm always able to get back up um I don't know. See, I'm I'm very different, and like I, I'm I'm just built a little bit differently, and I just think mm-hmm. about things that from a very like logical standpoint. I mm-hmm. look at my life with a level of priorities. You know what's important to me and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm still building my career. I'm not a full blown cardiologist yet, right? I, I'm a full blown doctor. I'm not a full blown cardiologist yet. To yeah, me, that's exactly. more important than anything else because for me to have that trust from patients. I need to be the best version of myself for that mm. because anything else that I do on the side doesn't have any meaning. You know, I can be this well put together physician, but do you want to come tr- see me? And the first time you look at me, that's all you see. And then like, I make a mistake or something on treating you. And then it goes back to the fact that, Oh, he probably cares so much about, you know, that other thing. And he doesn't care about his profession. So mm-hmm. I have this in mind because that's the kind of stigma that people would automatically assume, you know, so mm-hmm. I, for me, I already knew that. 
so I had to focus on getting my, my mind right for the, the intellectual part of my life. Mm. And, and so that is, that's always going to be taking the precedence. And that is that is so true. That is so, so true. As, I'm, I'm glad you even brought that up, too, because uh, um, as a matter of fact, you know, I'm getting ready to take the step in a few months. And um, one of the things that like I obsessed over was just being able to just aim as high as I possibly can on an intellectual level, just knowing that, look, at the end of the day, people's lives are in my hands. You know, I'm literally in the front lines. And, you know, we see with the COVID-19, what you see in the pandemic, where, like, doctors are just, just are so important to the community, if not, like, top three most important professions in the community, just because a lot of people just aren't really aware about a lot of things health-related. And it's on us, you know, as, as professionals to make sure that we are uh, – our aptitude in our profession is just so high level, you know, and, 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 and you're right. Like, you know, you, you know, we feel like, yeah, you know, we're, we're built different in a way too. It's like, you know, you gotta be in a, in a, in a space where you feel like you can even, um, uh, how I can say that, like even try both. Cause some people will just even get too scared. Like, ah, no, nah, no, nah, I can't even try to do anything else. Like I got yeah, some yeah. medicine. So to even try to even add something, even though it may not be as um, strong suited as, you know, you would be in because you're obviously like your job, your career, you know, this is medicine. But like to even have the artistic, even the fashion thing, even just to have that on the side is also something that is like, all right, well, even though I could do that on the side, at least I know that I'm the best doctor I can be. And and, mm-hmm. and that is so true. Um, what What makes you feel inspired or like feel like your best self? I'm somebody that draws inspiration from you know pretty much anything that i can feel something from it's just whether it's good or bad or indifferent like you have to just evoke something from me you know i have to react to something so you know i could say the typical my parents and my family and all that kind of stuff which is true you know my parents have given me so much and Mm -hmm. they put me in positions to succeed and you know if you think about a race and in life are is everybody starting off at the the starting line and mm-hmm. unfortunately, some mo- most people aren't. You know, there's some people starting way behind and some people way ahead. I'm just fortunate that my parents put me in a position that led me to succeed. So without them, none of this stuff is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have positive influences in my life, uh, such as my, my, my sister. She's a physician as well, and she's five years older than me. And she's kind of always been this um, beacon of positivity for me. And anytime in my life when I was a kid and getting into trouble or, you know, typical growing up in a... Um, like a urban city area getting to the wrong crowd and all that kind of stuff. She would see like, Hey, look what mom and dad are doing for us, you know, um, get your stuff together and, you know, mm-hmm. always kind of redirect me and mm-hmm. just reminded me about all the stuff that's important in life and what I need to do to get there. I have big dreams, but if I don't, you know, work towards them, then I'm just going to fall in my lap one day. You don't yeah. just wake up and have a dream and the next day have it. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's, that's so true. So, so the, if the dream is to, you know, live a certain kind of lifestyle, you got to do something to get that because nine out of 10 times, it's not happening any other way. hundred percent, a hundred percent. My my dad used to tell me that too. He's just like, you know, he used to, I grew up with the, with, with the, with the, um, with the IG, like, look, like the people that are even trying to like be successful are even having a hard time. Can you imagine the person that's right. not even trying, like even, they just have a right. dream, but they're not even working towards it. Like they're even like at the last, last place. So it's always a grind. It's always like at the at the end of the day, it's it's the faith in yourself, the faith in you know, and the inspirations and the people that were around you and supported you, and you know, just pushing forward. So that that's a hundred percent. What what would you feel um, is something that people misunderstand about you? Um, hmm. That's also kind of tough because. Mm. It's probably not a popular opinion, right? right? Um, I've had to encounter, like, and these are things I hear, like, in the back end. You know, they come around to you because through a grapevine because nobody would say this stuff to you. But, I mean, when I was, like, in training and sometimes if me and, like, an attending didn't, like, kind of vibe for whatever reason and they thought, like, I made a mistake or something, they'd make back kind of comments. Oh, if he wasn't putting so much time into, you know, getting dressed every morning kind of thing, maybe he wouldn't have made a mistake kind of thing. And then that they were under this assumption because I'm put together a certain way that I like to carry myself that I automatically don't, you know, put effort into other things only to find out that that mistake wasn't done by me. But the fact that this individual felt that way about me just shows, mm. you know, what I'm up against. Mm. Mm. 
And that's because I'm trying to choose to express myself a certain way. The only way I know how to feel confident and to feel like, you know, what I'm doing is enjoyable. If I don't get to do that, then none of this stuff is important. You have to enjoy what you do and how you're doing it. So that encounter always just showed me that that's what I'm up against all the time. I just happened to hear about that story versus all the stories that I didn't hear about. That forced me to work hard mm. Mm. because I'm not going to give up the other thing just so I give people some vote of confidence that that's not what it's about. I don't have to tell you that. I, I, I can show you. That. I can show you, but I can tell you as 100%, 100%. Yeah. So it what well, that 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 that's so true too. So but when it comes to like things that you feel like um maybe you slipped up in like in, in your past like I wouldn't necessarily call them failures but things that you just feel like man like had I known um oh, yeah had sure. I known this maybe this would have turned out what would you say those what would you say that failure that slip up would be what what you learn from it? Um Let me see, because you could point out a lot of things in, in your life where if you made a you know a different decision and your life could have ended up you know some somewhere mm-hmm. different. Like I always think, like what if I didn't grow up in like the area that I did in like Jersey City, kind of like a rough area, um, and if I tried a little bit harder in you know grammar school to kind of like get out to go to more of a private school, and um, if I didn't choose to stay close to home and go to like a state university. Um, so I think the failure there would have been to like not step out of my comfort zone. Mm. I've always just kind of wanted to stay close to family and my friends because that's where I found a lot of the importance in my life. So I was like, you know, everybody's here. I don't want to go out to like the other part of the country and, you know, just be on my own as a young kid. It's not comfortable. So I, I do actually often think about that. Like, would I have ended up, you know, going to a Caribbean medical school? Not that my life ended up any different, mm-hmm. but what could have happened? What if I took, you know, like, you know, critical thinking stuff on the uh, exams is real tough. I think we talked about it, yeah. but uh, going to school in a, in a public school, you don't develop those skills. So I always find test taking very hard. So I only say that to, to say that what if I tried a little bit harder in school, that could have made me a better test taker and that could have put me at a, you know, elite university, that could have been the little, the only difference, mm-hmm. you know? So I think about a lot of that stuff and I think it was just more so the failure. I mean, the, the failure comes from the fear of not taking that chance or not, you know, having the, the cojones <laughs> to, to take, to take, to take that stride, to take that step, to take a thing. I do actually, I'm glad you asked that because I do think about that. I actually talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's something that, you know, like, you know, as, you know, as intellectuals too, you know, it's, you know, because, you know, I like how you said it earlier about like, just looking at your priorities and just looking at your day at, at your day to day with logic, right. You're looking at it, trying to be as pragmatic as you can, even though you know that there's a part of you that, you know, is still fluid and is still trying to, you know, get into other things that you enjoy. You just have to be pragmatic about it. So even with being pragmatic, yeah. you reflect a lot, you know, you know, yeah, and when you yeah. reflect a lot, you're like, Oh man, maybe, Maybe it would have been different if I had done this, but all in all, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're in the middle of a cardiology fellowship. You're not a cardiologist yet, but you know, God willing, you know, all of it will come to pass. So that that's, that's, that's still an amazing story. Regardless, if I were to ask you, um, like, um, in terms of just like, you know, cause you're overall, cause I, I see like, even with the way you're talking, and I know when, you know, the audience goes and checks out your page, you know, you have a very good, you know, have a good sense of self, you know, you, you know, you, you like yourself, you enjoy, you know, your appearance, just who you are when it comes to just people complimenting you or, you know, giving you compliments, either I, I'll be a physically or your intellect, your intellect, or just the things that you're into, what would be the best compliment that you've received and who gave you that compliment? Uh, th- that's a very interesting question, particularly because you can answer this question two ways, and I could answer it as a you know seventeen year old kid, and or versus the kind of person I am answer today. both. Back in the both. day, you would <laughs> right. No, no. So I, the reason I, I bring that up is because it just makes me right now. Like I haven't done a podcast like this, and you know, talking about my life experience and stuff. So I'm reflecting on these things as I'm going. <laughs> so I'm realizing now that like. I, I can already see myself answering it two ways it throughout my points in life, you know, and back in the day, something that was more, um, you know, physical or something that was more like, you know, making your head big feel that kind of sensation would be something that would be the best compliment, you know, but now that I'm older, I think about like, 
a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was actually with a patient of mine and they just got diagnosed with like a, a, a stroke. Right. And then I was having to explain to them like why a patient that's like 35 years old, relatively young female with no history, blah, blah, blah would have something like this. And then, and they ha- actually ended up having something called atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. I promise it's all makes sense why I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was just sitting there trying to explain to the patient, like why, you know, and what the whole, the, the, the physiology behind all of this is. And to me, it's just simple. Heart beats irregularly, forms a blood clot, shoots off into the brain, stroke, causes yeah. a stroke. It's mm-hmm. that simple. And as, as I'm explaining to her, I'm drawing pictures of the heart and then like showing where the blood clots go and the motion and stuff. And I spent maybe about like two minutes on it, three minutes, maybe, you know, because it, it was just that simple. And then as I'm walking out, she like stops me. Can I, can I say something? And I was like, oh, what's going on? And can I ask her anything else? She's like, you're the first person to come in here and just like treat me like a person. You're the first person to like just sit there, draw these stupid pictures. But now I understand what happened. For the longest, I'm thinking that I did this to myself, that like, could I have done anything different? And the fact that you're sitting here telling me that we don't know why this happens. Some people just get it. And particularly the fact that you're young female and know their history you fit right into that criteria. Mm. Like you are somebody that would get it. And you made me feel as if I didn't do this to myself and you helped me understand what happened to mm. my body. Thank you for that. You know? And I was like, really that picture? Like that? <laughs> You're like, I just drew, you know? And that felt good to me. I was like, and then that's the first time you really felt like I felt not the first, but the first time that it came to realization to me that like all the years of the, sh- the stuff that we do and why people say like, why would you spend so much of your life just devoting it to this? Like, this is so hard and stuff. It's that. Something that took me years to understand. And if I was in her shoes and I had no medical background, that shit is terrifying. Mm. Sorry, Mike. No, 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 you're, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You speak it from the phone. Okay. Don't read your book. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and I'm like, that was so easy to me. That That is no, not difficult. That's to me is like one plus one is two. Like, that's how simple that is. And, but, I understood from that for that first time in my life that I put years into understanding that and I was able to explain it to her and that came full circle. That whole story came full circle because I put all that work into it. I didn't even know that it was going to culminate into that moment where I was able to make a patient feel better about herself. Mm, mm. And, and, and that's, and that's or about her disease. And, and that's really all it's about, you know, with being a doctor, you know, it's just about, um, even with, even with the education that, um, you know, since we're, you know, we went to, you went to the same school as I'm, as I'm currently attending, it's like, you know, they, they really make it a point to, you know, do teach back and like really. Educate. I told you that, remember, we talked yes. about this. Yes, we did. We did. We did. We did. We did talk about So it's, 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 it's so, it's so, it's, and that's, and that's what I'm waiting for. You know, I'm waiting to get into that position where, you know, you take what you know, because I'm already so I, I feel like maybe 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 you can relate to this. Um, like I'm in I'm in you know, med school second year and my parents automatically think I know everything. You know, my dad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad yeah. calls me. He's like, I, my For back sure. hurts. I'm like, I go to the doctor. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I'm still doing neuro. Like, I don't even know what's going on with your back. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, and, you know, just I, I'm waiting for that opportunity where I'm like, OK, well, now with everything, I've looked at the body holistically. And even when you were talking about the atrial fibrillation, it's like automatically new. Boom. Like, OK. And it's just so cool to just, you know, see what you learn practice you know it, it, it it's been such a long time you know when you go through high school middle school undergrad i mean besides like the simple arithmetic you know you don't really see a lot of things that are just like applied you know and 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 so and it's applied in the level where it's like you know someone's life depends on your knowledge like this is not this yeah. is not a joking matter this is not like oh i can get like a 15 percent on this right no this is like you need to like know exactly what's going on and then not even just that you even need to know how to communicate these things to the patient and make the patient feel at ease and you know continue this patient and physician relationship so the patient can trust in you and get better because a lot of times it's also psychological too so yeah that 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 that's such a that's so amazing you know and you know that kudos to kudos to you man for writing that picture because now um i literally put it on my planner um learn um the pathways of the blood supply from the heart so i can draw this picture as well because all i know is afib goes to the brain and that's it and <laughs> the struggles yeah, to the right. brain that's all i know for now but um when it comes to just um resources because you know you're, you're someone you know you have a lot of information you, you know a lot of things 
it, it may not be school school stuff. It may just be like you know self help books, or it just might be just programs you watch. But I would consider them resources, I guess. In terms of resources, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way, like just to become who you are? That you could just name. Them. Um, that's a great question. Um, I pull in, like I said, I pull in inspiration from many places. Like, you ever like played video games and you're just trying to build, like that super character that's like seven feet tall. Well, and he's got the best jumper and he has the like the ninety nine speed and he's got ninety nine like, three point yeah like, everything like everything ninety nine yeah. right but like like just the perfect version and sometimes you try to make it to your size and your build or whatever all that stuff so. I've always had this obsession with trying to create the best version of something. Mm. And I don't know anything that's the better than myself. And I know what I'm deficient at. I, I, I know where my strengths are and I know what my um, weaknesses are. And when I got to a point in my life where I was able to decide to, because you know, when you're young and cocky, you're like, I don't have this weakness. I don't have this weakness. Everything's a strength. Everything's a strength. That's, and it's, so I got to a point where like, I knew what I sucked at and I knew what I was good at. Mm. So I try to mimic, uh, not mimic, but like draw an inspiration from people that I saw on like movies, certain body languages and certain ways of speaking and certain ways of dressing and certain like mannerisms and certain phrases mm. and just and these things that allured me to them. Mm. Like if I was, if I walked into a room and I was a young kid and I saw like some guy that was dressed in like whatever, like white trousers because at the time when i was growing up nobody was wearing white trousers <laughs> and nobody used the word trousers now all i use the word trousers right you know so like i would see that and i'd see him wear like a blue cardigan and like nice shoes i'm like man that looks good but i don't know anybody around me that dresses like that because where i grew up it was you know mesquite tees and uh in, in each jeans and like uh, air forces like nobody was like that around me. so like i started bringing that in, you know so it was just things that i liked and i couldn't explain why I'd go to the barbershop and the barbershop would have pictures of like uh, this guy with a, with a golden gun and like this nice watch and a suit. And I figured out, Oh, that's James Bond, you know, or in Sean Connery. And then like, you would see these videos of like, like, um, like in that movie gone with Clark Gable, he goes, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, you know, yeah. and these are iconic phrases and stuff you mm. hear. And I'm like, man, women are crazy at this time. <laughs> and then you come across people like Frank Sinatra and like his voice and till this day like he's still like one of the most popular posters in every like you know 15 year old's bedroom and they don't even know who he is mm. you know like and you still hear his music all over New York and like people are still mesmerized by him so like I'm just like I, I, I'm so drawn to this stuff mm. so I just take little bits of pieces and that's kind of what's formed like who I am I wouldn't say it's like a persona or something it's just me now like that I was just, I say I'm like a old soul in this modern world kind of thing. And that's just how it makes sense. Mm -hmm. to me. That, and and that, that, that I, I identify that with that a lot because like that, that is so true. Like, you, you know, you, you, I like how you brought up the Frank Sinatra thing too. Cause like you take, you take, it's not more or less taking from them. It's more or less being inspired, you know, like, oh, wait, whoa. So you, if you move like this and say things like this, uh, this is what's going to get you, you know, and, and you know, you can, you're kind of identifying with it because you also know the things that, you know, you're struggling with and you kind of make it into your own because obviously you can't be them hundred percent. No, you know, right. you got to make it into your own. Um, and like, I even like the way you, because you're the first one to you know, even talk about like um, programs and just like in, in movies and characters, as a matter of fact, not too long ago, um, I was, uh, this is, this is also uh, something that uh, I wasn't really, I didn't really think I would like utilize it as at all um I, I kind of got i got way too old for that for that for that part but like just even revisiting it it was a show called naruto i'm pretty sure you, you know it too. i love naruto, oh, yeah. like, okay hey, let's go hey, amen and naruto fans it's perfect i love naruto too i didn't want to talk about it too much but i know since you were a fellow naruto fan i give you a little spill about how i felt about it so <laughs> so when it comes to um my friend, my friend told me to, you know, watch Naruto. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm grown, man. I'm not watching Naruto. He's like, nah, man. He's like, yo, it's a really good show. It's a really good storyline, the character development. And I remember when I watched it and, you know, I was at a, I was at a tough time too, even with, even before this podcast, I was kind of just um, struggling with this whole identity thing. And, you know, like the things that you're saying too, I was like, do I, could I really believe in myself and, and that I can do 
both of these things that I can really, you know, try to pursue something in music and as well as, you know, be the best doctors I, that I can be. And I watched this, I watched Naruto. And even though, you know, it's a car cartoon, it's an anime or whatever, you see this character that basically believes in himself so much that it makes other people believe in him in the beginning they didn't even believe in him but he hit his 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 will was just so strong and nothing can beat that will and and i kind of just borrowed from just 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 the program just like that it just kind of you know you know put it you know and, and applied it to my own life and now i'm here fifth episode of this podcast i release some music and i'm like steady you know trying to you know grow this and, and i realized like just believing in myself got me this far you know, just just believing that yeah, I could yeah. do it got me this far. So it, it's so true, you know, to just to borrow from things like that, uh, you know, instead of just looking at it like, oh, man, this is just a funny show. It's just like, oh, wow. Like, nah, man, nah. I grew up like on Dragon Ball Z, so I still watch it. You know, like the last like super uh, series yeah. that came out. Yeah. Uh, it's still good. And I just my favorite character of all time and all of like, you know, comics and superheroes. I love Goku. Goku right? just, yeah. He just has that thing about him, about like against all odds it's just a matter of like i won't quit like just you can't beat me kind of thing yeah. and if you have that mindset losses aren't losses right they don't crush you it's just the next story for the the it's just the, the bump in the road for that big story right you know goku's had losses in his day but he always comes back his because we're still writing that story mm. and that's kind of how i always like to think if i'm going to be the the protagonist in this story i can write him any way i want 100 percent you feel me? Like, uh, that's kind of how I've been approaching it. So people always ask, like, you don't get burnt out. You don't get sad. You don't, like, show this emotion. I'm like, this is just, this character is, like, this is what helps me manage the stuff in my life, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's just kind of, and I'm still fine-tuning that, you know, like, finding little things that I could still work on. And, and as a matter of fact, even, like, even with just being, you know, in the field that we're in, too, like, those experiences, those things that we can look to, that actually prevents us from being burnt out because you have something that is not even related to medicine that you can go to and kind of like uh, de-stress with, you know, hundred, you know, hundred, and 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 not only are you even trying to de-stress with it, you're even trying to like master it as well. You know, you're trying to, you know, take it to a level where you know the way that you you know you went so hard with medicine you're trying to do it that way as well so i even tell my friends like oh yeah i'm gonna be like the best-selling artist it, like like one of these days i'm gonna be one of the best-selling artists and they just look at me and they're like all right man all right man just we hear you yeah. and i'm like nah like i'm being real I'm, I'm, I'm being really serious and literally like my schedule literally i wake up at like five six in the morning i literally study all the way till six i i spend like the amount of time i can just because we know med school is hard you know I, spend like a good four or five hours just studying my craft and music, whether it's just listening to other artists, whether it's just practicing my writing, you know, hearing different music, trying to even get better at certain elements in my music. It's just, it's just, it's a constant workflow. But like you said, you know, when you know you're the protagonist in your own story, you know that you're setting yourself for something great. So every little bump on the road is just, uh, it's just a bump. And it's it's not gonna it's not gonna deter you, you know. And and these characters that we look to when it comes to like uh, uh, television programs or like you said, like Frank Sinatra, we look to these characters. And even though they're just characters, they're um, a part of the human psyche that a lot of people don't that a lot of people tend to forget. Where like we have this will, like just use it, like just believe in yourself, you know, just believe it that you can do it and it'll be done. And 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 that's pretty much it. So when it comes to just um, things that you're interested in like um i know you know you talked about art and you talked about you know medicine but are there any other things in life that maybe you're not involved in now that you're curious about and and, and they just spark your interest um it definitely would have to be something in like the creative type of industry whether whether it's creating something in the field of medicine like some type of like you know social platform type of thing i still ha i have some ideas about that or creating in like the, you know, the traditional creative space and like working with, it would be awesome one day to be like a, you know, uh, part of a collaborative effort in a, in a journal to create some storyboard about uh, some fashion concept or something like that. That would be great. Mm. And I don't know, like maybe having some type of science uh, way to incorporate it. I don't know. The idea is just not out there, but I wouldn't be, 
be in a position of trying to create something that hasn't been done or like, you know, something new. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know what that is. You don't know what, but, but, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, cre- it's, it's all about creativity. So when it comes, it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to come and it's just, you just have to keep, keep it in your head. That, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Um, when it comes to um, things that just keep you, because you know, I know we talked about, about, you know, the things that keep you to stay, stay on top of your role. Um, when it just comes to just looking forward and when you're looking into the future and just trying to find out, uh, okay, how, how much better or what else can I do? I don't know with further our audience, you know, to become an, a cardiologist, first of all, you got to be an internal doc, a turn, a turnus. And then before you're an internist, you got to finish med school and before meds, you got to go to college. So already, you know, you know, Dr. Katari has already kind of went through all that and he's, you know, he's about to be a um, cardiologist. Are there any, are there any, you know, angles or any, um, any other levels you're also trying to take your career to, like when it comes to medicine, like any other levels you're even trying to increase it on, or you think like cardiology is kind of like, all right, this, I'm at the finish line. I made it. So uh, there's still some more steps. So right now I'm in the first of three years of my training. Um, There's a possibility that I do some subspecialty training in interventional cardiology. Those are the people that are putting in stents and stuff or um, some imaging because there's a a new kind of like world of cardiology where we're getting into imaging with like cardiac MRIs and cardiac PET scans and stuff. And it's a relatively untapped field. Mm. So getting on the ground floor would be kind of something pretty interesting. Um, and then who knows, you know, being, I, I like teaching and I like kind of this interaction with, you know, people that just want to learn. And cause I remember being in that position. So maybe having a, a graduate medical educational role at, you know, at a fellowship, I mean, a residency fellowship program kind of thing, mm. um, being on some type of, uh, advisory board for workflow stuff and within the hospital. Cause I mean, having been through one, I, I know things that work and things that don't work and how to make of you know people you work with happy you know like some some something involving in that kind of stuff so i don't know man just where the just where the where the opportunities take you man i i don't think too far ahead you just know? take it one just day at a time in that moment i have an idea mm-hmm. it's just an idea of like what i want life to look like and how i get there i've kind of figured out along the way along. but mm-hmm. i i just need to put myself in a position to be successful and then anything on top of that is added bonus mm. So true, so true, so true. When it comes to things that you do outside of work, like what, what, what are some of your favorite uh, things? I know you talk about, you know, with art, you know, it's also something you're doing on the side. But just yeah. in, in general, like, what are some of your favorite things to do outside of, outside of just, you know, just what you're doing professionally? Um, like, right. Yeah. So, well, we've been talking about me trying having an interest in art and like kind of create creative stuff. So I, I should probably talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm try- I was trying uh, to get like there. A- That's why I was trying to find different ways to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm big in fashion, you know? Like, I just I think it's, like, such a beautiful way to express yourself. And it's one thing to wear an outfit every day and, like, have that feeling. But then to have that feeling all the time, and when you look back at it, it's something that I wanted to create for myself. And... It's like my, so what I did with social media was create my own lookbook to my life. So if it's something that I look back on, I don't know how long social media will be around, maybe decades. And it's something that I would plan on doing because it's more for myself, Mm. you know, and just creating this, this collage of images that showcase how I've evolved. Mm. And if you look at my timeline from the very beginning to the first photos up until the most recent ones, I see a, a clear progression and how I view myself. And is is that coming with maturity or the more that I learn about myself or the more that I expose myself to the things that I said I was, you know, uh, passionate about, like the the Frank Sinatra and like the the movie themes and personalities and mannerisms. Like the the more I still learn and cultivate who I am, I'm seeing that progression. And it's something I, I, I look at it every day. I'm just like, man, like this is, I was doing this at a time where people said I was funny for doing it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it right. And then I see my content getting better and then my, my look is evolving and then the people are engaging more. Like that whole thing is what I enjoy. That creative process, the, what, the coming up with the ideas and creating the shots and then doing the editing and coming up with the captions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I, I enjoy that. And when I leave work some days, I'm just like, yes, I got something else to do. And I'm super excited about it. Mm. You know, and, and that whole creative process is what I like. Whether the final product is good or not, 
obviously if it's great it would be amazing but if it's not i just enjoy that that process the process that, that's so that's so true that's so cool that's so cool just even just the process of just doing that is alone is just kind of like your um it's it's just so enjoyable and, and it's, it's it's awesome that you can even just like it's like what you're doing also doesn't even like it doesn't it's not too far away from medicine like just freaking just like you know having because i know i know one of um one of the one of the ads i saw you post with 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 um with uh I think it was the the shaving. I think it was like a shaving kind of thing. It was like, and it, it was just something so normal and so like, uh, you know, relatable to what you're doing. And it also yeah. kind of goes back to, you know, what you're trying to, you know, get for your aesthetics and just also, it also kind of goes, contributes to your, to your lookbook, your, your looking back. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So. So everything that I'm doing, that's me. Like none of the stuff is like made up stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not posting about anything that I don't use. Mm. Like th- that's the only thing, like, earlier on I was so focused on like how big can I go how big can I go because I was just always like that going back to that that video game character like what's the best version you know and I realized stop focusing on that because then you're only going to do it for what you think other people are going to like but if I post something I have to enjoy that you know and I won't even if you're the only person like Dale if you're the only person that I had an impact on through something like this that's more than enough because I have a confirmation that I was able to do that, you know? Mm. And so for me with whatever my following is, if I can influence five, six people and if they enjoy what I'm doing, that's more than enough for me. If, if I'm inspiring them in one way or, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So like, I don't, I don't care about the numbers of like how big I can get and stuff like that. And I'm not going to just work with brands because they say, Hey, can you post this? We'll send this to you. You know, like, it's not about that now. Now I'm just like, I want to just tell people what my life is like, not, you know, it should be real, but in front and behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm just being fake and I don't want to do that. Yeah. You're just, yeah. You're just doing it for the clout. You're not really doing it because it's real. And 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 that's so true. People don't re- also realize like how important that is just on a life, on a life perspective. You know, we see it popularized. Right. On- and, and, I, and I don't want that to be misconstrued as like, Oh, how can he say that when like his photos are edited and he dresses this way, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, okay, that is the creative part of it. You mm. know, that, that that is the artistry part of it. But what you're seeing in the photo is exactly what it was. Like, I when I go out, that's what I dress like, or that's what I'm doing, you know? And everything else on top of that is just me putting that into art form, mm. you know? So, like, I'm not staging anything. And, you know, if the people say, oh, nobody dresses like that, I'm like, no, I do. That, that's <laughs> and that's all that matters that's all that that's matters. all that matters all that and matters. so i always say man you're never too overdressed screw that that's for sure for sure overeducated over overdressed that's my motto <laughs> overeducated overdressed but you know the thing is though like you know you're and people yeah but see the people that always say that like you know like they don't really care about their presentations because it gets to a point where even even being in the medical field too you know they tell us all the time like you gotta like look the part you know what i'm saying like, right but you know how many people don't like how many times have you heard of patients like just if you see a physician his his, his his he's not put together his shirt's undone and like you know he's got food hanging off the side of his mouth and his his shoelaces aren't tied like and you go talk to him about like losing weight um because he's telling you to lose weight and he doesn't take care of himself like like how much confidence <laughs> do you have in that person mm, exactly you know what i'm saying like i've had patients come up to me and say like we know you're so young you look young i don't think you even completed college but like the fact that you take care of yourself the way you present yourself the way you talk to us the way you sound like you know what you're talking about we're confident in you you know <laughs> you, you take care of yourself that you have to take care of us you know that's the kind of confidence i always wanted to portray to people you know you can trust me i want to be trusted mm, mm, mm. that's that's so true that's and it, and it, like you said like and like we and like we discussed too like it just makes the patient you know that just makes the experience for the patient to get right. healthier like, that's this whole thing is like, this whole it's everything has to be best effort everything i try to do mm-hmm. and whether that's you know successful or not it's just trying to be the best version and that's kind of going tying it back to the beginning of like everything in my life that's just what i'm trying to do mm. Hey, that's so true. I'm gonna hit you with a with your, with, your, with, your, with a random question I've been wanting to try out though. But what yeah. your, what's your go to order at like your favorite like hometown resident restaurant? I know like you're saying like you know you like to be close to home, so I know you got you got plenty of experiences in, like different spots, and you know you know New York and Jersey, it's a lot of foods down there. So well, it depends where I'm going. Like I love Taco Bell. 
oh man, man, you really like my roommate loves my roommate loves Taco Bell. I don't know why. I'm like, and they're from it's so good. One of them's from Jersey too, and he went to Rutgers. He loves Taco it's Bell. A, it's a Jersey Rock, you're 100 right. It's a Jersey Rutgers thing. We love that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I gotta get the Mexican pizza, the cheesy gordita crunch, nacho cheese chalupa, and nachos and cheese. I gotta get that. Ooh, ooh. Okay. You can't ask me that question right after I just talked about physicians and health. <laughs> and... Like, I set them up. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Taco Bell's, you know, they gotta make money too. They, they, it's, it's, I know. It's a good I don't eat it like that, but I haven't had it in a while, but that, that's my thing. No, that's dope. It was, was my thing. Was my thing. Was, okay. You see, you try to, you, you, you still stay professional. I love it. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to, um, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'll say this. When it comes to just like, um, as I know, well, I guess you, I guess you already kind of talked about that because I kind of I wanted to ask, like, if you could turn back the time and talk to your eighteen-year-old self, what would you tell him or her? But I was like, maybe, maybe you kind of already touched base on that, unless you, unless you have something new to add. Um, to directly answer it, just tell him things will be okay. You know, like, mm. and just things will be okay. Just I did, I didn't give it my all when I was younger. I know this, and I can humbly say this, like. I got to a point in my life where I knew where I messed up and I knew where I didn't give it my all. And that's one of the most like humbling and most like revelating experiences of my life was to be able to look at myself at a point where I was like, I could do no wrong. You know, whether it was like academically or, or like uh, relationships with friends or people, you know, that you could have done wrong. And at that time I, I could never tell myself that, Oh, that's on you. That's on you. It's always pointing fingers so if i realized that earlier that it's okay to say you were wrong it's okay to like mess up and not feel like it's the end of the world things will be all right mm, i mm. didn't know that things will be okay things will be okay that, that that's so that's so true that's so true as a matter of fact what you just said too um on my ep um the fourth song is actually called note to self right and uh, and the first um and i kind of because i dedicated to the song dedicated the song to um uh, someone that I lost growing up, as well as um, Tamir Rice, you know, the twelve-year-old in Cleveland that was killed. So yeah, I I kind of res- I kind of used the song and in the first verse. I kind of was like really negative, and you know, and I was kind of talk. I'm not talking to my eighteen-year-old self. I'm talking to my twelve-year-old self, and I'm like really negative and pessimistic. And I fast forward in the second second verse. I'm kind of like, oh, this is a look, don't even worry. Like, things are going to be okay. Like, things are going to get better. As of right now, as a matter of fact, as I'm speaking right now, you're going to graduate college, you know? And, and and just, you know, when I when I, when I I released a song and just got at the reception where it was kind of like, yo, like, that that song is just so relatable because, you know, you know, you get to a certain point, you know, you're at a certain point in life and you just feel so stuck and you feel like you're not, you're not doing things the right way. And, you know, as long as you just stay on the right path and you just enjoy life for what it is and just take it a day at a time, you're going to get to where you need to get to, you know, and, and that's all that matters. So, you know, I, I really resonated with what you just said. So that's dope. That's dope. But you have to get to a point to realize that you have to be honest with yourself. Like, did you give it your all? Cause there's only a handful of years in my life where I knew I did that. And I, t- I sincerely can say Med-, med school day one was the first day I was like, this is it. Mm. This is the beginning. That was the last day because let's be honest, like nobody goes to a Caribbean school mm-hmm. as their first choice. It, it, that's not For a sure. choice, you know, as good as For it sure. is. It's just not a choice. So that day it was, I was like, I'm here now. I got to make the best of it. And that's the day I was like, that's when I knew what the potential was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so you true. Know? That's so true. If 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 you could have this is a fun question I like to ask because I always like to get you know people's answers on this. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who they be and why? Oof, this might be a. Oh, that's oh, easy. Oh, sure. you're that's first, easy. First one to say. Uh, uh, Alan Iverson. Oh, Alan hey, Iverson. I... Um, Frank Sinatra. Who's the second one? Okay. Frank oh, Frank Sinatra. Ooh, okay. And Nelson Yo, Mandela. I love how you got the two people that are like they killer with they killer with the fashion. They're just so revolutionary with just their, their styles. And then you got one person that's just just revolutionary in general. That I love that. I love that table. It's so funny to like get people to table. It's dope. <laughs> well, AI is because I'll tell you, like, I'm not a physically imposing person. I, I don't have like I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I don't have the best public speaking skills. I don't I don't have like for me, it's like how can I stand out? And Alan Iverson said one of the most profound things I could ever say 
uh, that I could ever come across in my life. He's like, how could I do anything but be me? You know, like just, I, I, I'm not phrasing it the right way, but he's like, who, who going to be me but me? You know, like mm. that's the best thing that he knows. So he's like, if I can work on just being me, not giving a crap what other people think, as long as I'm being honest to myself and being the best version of myself, not harming other people, that's it. And he was unapologetically mm. himself. Mm. And when he didn't give into what other people around him wanted, you know, him to do, like, that's why we remember him today. Like, if you ask a 13-year-old kid right now, they weren't alive when he was playing, when he was drafted in 1988. Right. He wasn't there, right? But they still know who Allen Iverson is. And that's that influence because he was just himself the unapologetic. Answer, answer. You know what I mean? So he was the answer that, um, and Frank Sinatra, because of all the things that I said, he's a perfect embodiment of that. Like if I could sing, that's how I want to sing. If I could, you know, like woo woman and like be the most flyest guy in the room, I want to be Frank because, you know, the guys wanted to be with him, be him, (laughs) or maybe they wanted to be with him. And the girls wanted to be with him. You know what I'm saying? Like he was that guy. And like, he's aged so well like well after his years mm. people still want to be like him people that don't know who he was they hear his name they see him in the barbershop they wonder like the first black and white photo that anybody's ever seen is probably a frank sinatra photo of him mm-hmm. in that police station you know what i'm saying like like yeah. there's something about him that's it, 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 there's a beautiful elegance and that's, that's so something dark, I'm, that's I'm dark. A fan and what about mandela and people like nelson mandela like you know who he is I know who he is. The guy next door to you knows who he is. And we have no business knowing who he is. You know, you know what I mean? Like he's a random guy from some part of the world that made a huge difference, you know, and we know him. Mm-hmm. He had an impact globally, you know, like it, it, and to have that kind of impact is, you know, a handful of people in the entirety of human history have had that kind of impact, you know, like there's not enough grains of sand of people. That, that you know, like three that could have that impact. That he you know, had. what I'm saying, like that could have that impact, and that's something more like if you could even be a percent of that, <clears> you're <throat> doing damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that for me is like set the 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 bar so high, it's so out of reach. But even if you get whatever, that's so true. That's so that's true. Good. That's so true. Well, just to wrap up the show, uh, thank you for having me on. But I want to ask you this last question: If you could step into my shoes. What would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Mm. Why do you keep doing mm. it? So why do you keep doing it? I like that. I like that. I, can't. I like that. Give it up for Dr. J. I told y'all he's the real Dr. J. He's the real, he's the real Dr. J. I like that. I like that. Why do you keep doing it? Because they told me I can't. Yo, man, I might have to give you credit on the bar because I might have to use that in a song because that's a, such a hard line. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> man, I appreciate you, man. And that's it for this that. week's episode. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe. If you're interested in being on the show, email wadjaproductions at gmail.com. Y'all know what it is. It's on the front flyer cover of this episode. We would love to have you on. And don't forget to peep the Don't Judge a Book EP out on all streaming platforms. My guest was... Dr. J, and that's Dr. J, D-O-C-T-A-J-A, triple Y. And he discussed his commitment to self-improvement and just committed to just being himself unapologetically. And God willing, his success is going to be never-ending. Like I said, his Instagram is at Dr. J. Thank you guys so much, and um, thank you, thank you, Dr. J. Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to add and tell the word before we sign off? I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, Dale. Man, it's it's since the last time we talked, oh, man, it's come a long way. You. I'm super happy to see where you're headed. Um, and thank you, everybody out there listening to me. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, peace, peace. And Take you. Keep in touch. Peace.